Welcome back to the Books Plus and Business Podcast show. I'm really excited to be here today because we have a beautiful person in studio with us, Ruth Minnie. She is a special collections librarian and a YA romance writer who is branching out into other genres. She writes fiction and nonfiction and has written two romance novellas and even a children's picture book. And she has so many more books in store, including a new series. One of her favorite things to do is watch movies, and she has seen over 1,700 movies in her lifetime. Wow. In this episode, we get to know Ruth a little better, and she shares her secrets behind being a librarian. She gives us insight on how she gets inspired, and even how long it takes her to write her first draft. If you want to get to know more about her and even what's the most effective way to market your books, then this episode is definitely for you. Let's listen in. We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach our readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joe Nicole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. This episode is brought to you by the Target Reader Mini Course. Get 20% off your purchase, identify your perfect readers for your book, and put yourself on the path to writing success in as little as 30 minutes a week. You can grab your mini course at jewishpages.com forward slash mini course. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Books, Love and Business podcast show. How are you doing, Ruth? I'm doing good. It's good to hear. How was your whole week? Oh, exhausted. I actually went to a conference and uh, we did, we sold so many books and uh, not, not my book, but we sold somebody else's book. I got to learn a lot about uh, book signings and just networking. And so it was really good, but I am exhausted. <laughs> it's a good thing it's the weekend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so today we wanted to talk a little bit about more about you. We want to get to know more about you and what you do. So I think my listeners will definitely want to find out who exactly is Ruth Minnie and what is your story? Okay, so uh, my name is Ruth Minnie. I started writing when I was seven years old. And I think for some people that's a little bit young, but I think for most writers, that's like a right around the age that they started as well. And um, I, I couldn't stop writing. It's, it's something that I've always loved doing. I, instead of playing with my cousins, I'd be inside writing a story. And uh, so when I turned, when I started high school, I started writing even longer stories and I ended up writing my first book while I was in high school and I was 15 years old. Um, but I think what some people might relate to is that I, I didn't publish it until I was 18 years old. And the reason behind that was because I didn't feel like it was good enough. You know, I didn't really have any writer friends to tell me like, hey, you should publish this. I didn't have any anybody in my family that was a writer to tell me, you know, to push me. And so I kept it a secret and I didn't publish it till I was 18. And then even when I was 18, I just I thought that, oh, you publish a book and, you know, everybody just buys it. I didn't have any clue what marketing was. I didn't have money for marketing. So I kind of just sat on this project that I, even though I was really proud of it, I 
I didn't know how to tell people about it. And I'm a little bit shy too. So it's, it's really, even until I got to college, I didn't start telling people I was an author. But it, once I started telling people that I was an author, I started to sell more books. I started to get more feedback. I started to kind of gain more confidence in myself. And uh, at previously, my book was only available as an ebook. And then people started to support me more and they wanted, you know, print books. And so what I did was I, I put, put it on Amazon on as a print book and uh, people have just been so supportive ever since and I I think what's important to note is that I it, right now I've been writing for about 10 years published for about 10 years now and I've barely sold a hundred books but I I want people to know that because you you know you don't have to be a successful, you don't have to sell a thousand books to be a successful author. I consider myself a successful author. I'm not rich, but I am, I consider myself successful. So I think um, it's important to see people not only on a journey of like where they're making 50,000 a year, but somebody like me who I may not be selling a lot of books, but I'm having fun writing and I'm having the time of my life creating these stories and have getting them to come to life wow wow <laughs> I, I love that story i first of all writing since you you seven you said yes yeah i could relate i i, I can't remember the age i started writing but once i could hold a pen in my hand and put words to paper that was a bit i was in love and the fact <laughs> that you wrote your book your first book had 15 and then three years later you published it. That's a really, really great accomplishment. Yes. A lot of persons, you know, they want to write books and they are scared of what other mm-hmm. persons would think when it comes to their writing, what people would say around them. So it's really cool that you actually published at 18. That's, that's amazing. And I like how you, you also said that you don't have to be selling a thousand copies or being rich in order to be a successful author. And I think it speaks to the writing community and it speaks to listeners because that's one thing. If, you, if persons always think that you need to make so much money from writing for mm-hmm. it to be successful. And it doesn't have to be that way. At the end of the day, writing is something that we enjoy doing. It's supposed to be a skill, a craft, a love. It's supposed to have a love for writing. It's not yes. about just making money. So yes. I love how you said that. I always teach my students as well too that the the writing itself doesn't bring in the money. It's the things mm-hmm. that you do around it that brings in the money. So the writing exactly. the book itself is, is you are just telling us what we need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do now? Since you've been writing for like 10 years, what do you do currently? Uh, it, it's funny because before I didn't have that much self-confidence. So now I, I'm constantly writing. I'm constantly editing. There's not a moment where I'm not. And I think because I went eight years without publishing, that was another thing that I forgot to mention was that uh, my second book, I published my first book in 2011. I didn't publish my second book until 2000, uh, 2020 during the pandemic. And so there was eight years while even though I was writing, I wasn't publishing. And so now I just, I'm like, I'm never going to go back to that space where there's no writing in my life. That big gap, eight years. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a huge gap. But I'm really glad that you are writing on a frequent basis. Um, tell yes. us a little bit more about that. Do you think that other persons, like, you know, when you want to craft in that writing skill, do you think it's necessary to be writing regularly? I would say, even if you're not working on your project, write every single day. Even if it's a sentence, like, there's some days where I just look at the screen for two hours and I don't write a single thing. But, like, mm-hmm. even if I just write one sentence, I'm like, you know what? I, I wrote something. It's going to add up. And mm-hmm. I, 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 it's funny because it's funny you say that because I have not written anything in like two months <laughs> as of right now, but, but it, that, that's okay too. You know, sometimes you have to take a long break like that just so it'll all kind of like come out, yeah. you know, like it's, it, I don't think you have to, I think it helps. I think cause like, even if you just write a silly story, even if you just write some nonsense story, like that is better than not writing at all. But just think that you have to write every single day. And sometimes, yeah. your circumstances differ and things happen in life and it doesn't allow you to be able to write everything day. But then yeah. because the love is in you, you will find the time to write sometime later on and you will have this wealth of information to put on paper. Yes. So it makes a lot of sense. How many books do you have? I've published three. I'm getting two more ready to publish next year. And I probably have like 30 ideas floating around in my head right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's busy in there. <laughs> 30 ideas, you say. What, <laughs> when you have 30 ideas rolling around in your head, do you put it onto paper one time? Uh, it, so I have a, a file, like where I have all my notes and then I have like pieces of paper and journals. And like, I just, every, I have a journal I sleep with that I have next to my bed so as soon as I wake up if I have a dream I'm like oh that's a great book idea I'll write it down so in case oh. I, that way I don't lose it oh my gosh I can relate I can relate <laughs> I I have a, a journal as well too next on my nightstand and sometimes you have a dream and you're like oh mm-hmm. my gosh and then you wake up you just start jumping it down I just did that the other day <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even think other persons did that. This is yes. great to know that I'm not yes. alone in this world with that. <laughs> oh, it's the easiest way to generate ideas. <laughs> yes. And, you know, um, one of the things that persons would say in Facebook groups when I'm, I'm talking to persons, they always talk about mm-hmm. how they can't find any ideas and they don't know where ideas are. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I never have that problem. <laughs> I never have that issue either. I cannot relate to those people. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that inspires you since you know you don't have that problem what really inspires you I would say my real life inspires me because I it's something that I know best it's it's also kind of like therapy for me I don't know if other writers use it as therapy but I take things that are actually happening to me and I use it as a way to cope with how I'm feeling. You know, I was a teenager when I wrote it. So of course I had a lot of feelings and I didn't know where to put them. And so Mm -hmm. helping me put them on paper and kind of seeing them in a different perspective, it really helped me kind of mature in, in a, in a way that I wouldn't have normally done without writing. Mm -hmm. So, um, for two things as teenagers, yes, we go through different things and being able to jot it down on paper Mm -hmm. is probably really the best thing to do that's what they always tell us even now to have a journal and just journal and write down and it's something that i started doing in the beginning of this year so just writing down everything everything that's taking place mm-hmm. everything that you're enjoying and i guess the same thing with writing you know you could be able to probably 
put your opinions into the characters that you're writing. Mm -hmm. It is very therapeutic. But it's nice to know that I'm not alone in this world when it comes to things inspiring us are wrong. I think everything inspires us. Everything. So what genres do you currently write? I currently have a young adult romance novel. I have a children's picture book that's ages seven and up. And uh, the two that uh, the the other genre that I'm going to be releasing soon is a historical fiction novel. Wow! And do you like release all these under the same pen name? Uh, yes, yes. I use my name. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny. It's funny you say that because a lot of people think that I have a pen name, but no, that's my real name. I did not even know that. But that's good yeah. to know. And I know yeah. a lot of persons too. They release like if they're doing multiple genres, they would release it under different names so that the audiences wouldn't get mixed up. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because, uh, like, I uh, remember when we were speaking before that I told you about my thriller and I was a little bit nervous because I have a kid's book and I have a teen, you know, and then I'm going to be writing a thriller. So it's like, I can definitely, I, I, I don't want to say I don't have that fear, but I'm hoping that it works out. Yeah, it, it will work out. And thrillers are my cup of tea. I love thrillers. Yes. I, I read them. It's amusing. I love the mystery behind it. Yes. So you said that you write YA romance. That's another genre that I actually write. So when it comes to writing your first draft, how long does it take you? Uh, Normally, it takes me about... 30 days if I really sit down at the computer Um, and it depends on how you count it because those 30 days could be within two month period but I I like to count it as 30 days because I spent like I didn't spend every day writing Mm -hmm. but there's some that take me a little bit longer um, depends on what it is Um, uh, but if I were to sit down and write just for a couple of hours I could probably get a book done in a month like no problem it's the it's the editing that takes forever i can write i could write 20 if i sat down i could write 20 books in a week no problem (laughs) but editing them would take four years (laughs) yeah i agree the editing part is so i don't even know what the word is for editing it's like no i i don't want to do this all i want to do is write that's all i want to do Exactly, because you're not being creative when you're editing. You're yeah. like you miss that creative part of the writing process when you're yeah. editing. Yes, yes, that is what it is. I mean, no, but you write an entire draft in thirty days. I like how you count your thirty days, not thirty flush days, but thirty yes. days that you spend writing. I think I'm gonna adopt that method as well too. We have um Nanorimo coming up in November, and so that's the challenge of writing 50,000 words in 30 days and a lot of persons are getting prepared for this to write in that 30 day period in November so it is doable writing your first draft I did this a few times so it is doable but when it comes to the editing as you said what is the hardest part of editing for you I would say the hardest part is growing as an author because you never want to just be like oh this is good you know it it doesn't like it sounds great but to me sounding great and being you know really good there's it's just not the same uh so it's it's kind of like having to ask yourself is this really the best I can do and kind of like 
you know, that's hard for some people to accept, like, oh, well, you know, my writing should be good enough to where I shouldn't have to edit, you know, I shouldn't have to edit it a million times. But I know for for a fact that when I I was going to release my second book in April of 2020, and I ended up pushing it um, for different reasons, not because it wasn't ready. I, I At the time, I didn't think it was, I thought it was ready. But when I ended up pushing it because the you know, the pandemic and everything was shutting down, I ended up using those extra three months to edit my book even more and it sounded great. So it's kind of like just being able to push yourself and really uh, accept that, you know, you can do better. You, you, you can grow as an author. You don't have to stay in the same place. You can improve your, your craft with each book. And it, there's nothing wrong with uh, saying to yourself, like, I can do better than this. This is not my best work. I mean, as creatives, we would think that the first time that we do something, that should be really good. But then mm-hmm. again, when we go back and we edit the first time, remember the first time I edited uh, my mystery thriller, I, I was shocked. I was like, why did I even write this? And why did I put this paragraph here? And <laughs> what is going on in this book? And everything was just fucking using. And I was like, no, 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 no. And you edit it and then the um then you edit it again because you recognize it needs some more editing. I mm-hmm. think my worst part of the entire process would be rewriting. Like, okay, I can I can write it and then I can sit on and edit it and as I'm editing I get new ideas, so I include them. But then yes. you're telling me to rewrite. I'm like, mm, I just spent a lot of hours. A lot of hours <laughs> writing and editing. I do not want to rewrite this book. I, yes. I, I just cannot. So, so I think that's probably my dr- most dreaded part of the writing process. And that's why some of the books that I have have been sitting there unedited. And then there are a few that are edited but not rewritten. Because I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. See, that's that's so brave because I would just sit on it for years and just like never show anyone. <laughs> like, but I, that's how I feel like sometimes when I'm just like, it has to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. So I'm I'm that's something I'm working on as an author. Like right now, I've the book I'm working on, I've been editing it forever and I just want to be done with it. But I'm like, what if I miss something? So mm-hmm. I'm definitely just like, you know what? It's never going to be perfect. Just get it out there. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> As writers, so we overthink ourselves because yeah. I remember to um some one of the things that I do too, I would write something and then I would just put it out there. I would do very minimal editing on it and I would just put it out onto a platform, not like publish it fully, but I would just mm-hmm. put it out there to see what the feedback is like. Mm-hmm. And it would be minimally edited. And then persons would say, wow, this book is so great. Um, I had one book out there and I have over, I think it's 46,000 readers. Very minimally wow. edited book. Yeah. And I am saying to myself, okay, I need to take this book down. I need to do yeah. the edits on this book and then release it again because it's going crazy. And yeah. it's just to see the audience, to see if there's an audience for it. But Sometimes I, I just don't want to do any editing, which is not good, but I would put it out there. <laughs> I would just put it out they, they tell us we must do editing, but sometimes it's like, why? Why? 
Well, and it's funny you say that because like when it comes to editing my own work, I feel the exact same way, but I love editing other people's work. Like I'm so good at it and I just love it so much, but my own work, no, I hate it. (laughs) I love to edit everybody else's work. I can see all the flaws and all the mistakes. Yes. You should do this and you should do that. (laughs) And then in my story, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. With that being said, because I think not editing your work, well, not I think, I know not editing your work is probably a really big mistake that writers make, <laughs> that I have made myself. So what are some other big mistakes you have seen writers make when it comes to like writing or publishing or anything like that? I, I think I think it kind of goes back to um, the editing, which is, you know, telling yourself, is this really the best I can do? Because I've seen some people were like, they're really proud of their cover because they made it. And it's like, oh, that's great. But it's like, are you making this for you? Or are you making this for your readers? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that um, you can do both, you can make something for yourself and for your readers. Mm-hmm. And I think where, that's where a lot of people, they think they lose themselves because it's just for the readers or they don't, nobody sees them because it's just for themselves. But I think if you incorporate both of those, I think it'll, it'll be a lot easier to kind of, because you, you are putting yourself in there, but you're also making it relatable. So it, you kind of have to, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard nowadays. you got to stand mm-hmm. out and you got to work hard. And so it's easy to make mistakes nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so I think just. Just looking at what other writers do, honestly, will help you minimize mistakes. You're like, oh, they made a big mistake. I'm not going to do that. Like, you don't have to make mistakes to learn from those mistakes. Yeah, true that. You can learn from other mistakes. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to learning what other persons have been doing, so then you look at to see what persons do, what works, what doesn't work, and you use the soup. Because again, again, I think persons sometimes are afraid that they would make mistakes and so they hold back. But if you mm-hmm. don't push forward, you're never making mistakes that you need to make to learn. Yeah, must make mistakes. Even if you have learned everything you need to learn, you will still make some mistakes as you go along in the writing journey. One of the things that I learned about you is that you are a librarian. So why? Why did you become a librarian? Tell us about this story. I I feel like I became a librarian because I was already there uh, ever since I was a kid. You know, every weekend I was there. I'm there three days a week now. Like uh, every three days I'm there at the library getting another book, another movie. I just love the library so much. It's it's like a safe space for me. Even if I didn't work there, I'd be there all the time. I just love books uh, so much. Like it's the one thing that like other than movies, it's the one thing I love so much. Like books have always been there for me, you know, like there it's something that's like a constant in my life. And so I just figured I love books. I love talking about books. I love reading books. I need to get paid to do this. <laughs> and so uh, I went to get my master's degree in library science and I just had so much fun. I The work was like, it, it just came naturally to me. So I knew that it was like my calling, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like, I remember you told me that you did get your master's in it. Yes. And I, I was genuinely surprised because in, when I go to the library, it never occurs to me 
that you have to go to school to be a librarian. That never, ever occurs to me. So I yeah. go to the library, I'm there, I'm like, yes, you know, I borrow books and things like that. But then you tell me, yes, you have to get your master's in library science. And I'm like, there's library science? Like, yes. I, I guess it's like a whole new world to me. I'm like, yeah. this is exciting. Like, what is library science? What is that? And, you know, what do you yeah. learn there? Honestly, the librarians, like, it, it, you almost need not, not just a master's in library science, but you also need, like, a social working degree. You know, you need, like, a just like the, the librarians wear so many hats it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy like how much like like you said you you had no idea yeah. um how much a librarian really does and it's so much like they are literally keeping the community together and and just fostering that community and it's 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 crazy like honestly there was things about the library i didn't even know before i started working there wow. and i'm amazed every day at how 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 many different ways we can help people it's just amazing that's so amazing i think i guess i understand too when you go to a library then you need to know where everything is basically so that you can direct mm-hmm. persons to where you need to go so yeah. it makes it makes sense but that, that is so cool you being our library and i think that is that is like really really cool and then you must have a love for books you must love yes. reading to be a librarian <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's so interesting. So, is there any like uh, insider librarian info that you can like share with us when it comes to us as writers putting our books in the library? Yes. One tip that I can give authors, and this is a big one because readers uh, and librarians hate when authors do this. So, all you authors, listen up because it's going to save you and make your readers happy. <laughs> Uh, so basically, uh, and I didn't realize this until I started working at the library either. And so I had to actually change my, uh, the cover, not the cover, but the spine to mm-hmm. include the number of the book. So that way oh. it's not, cause the way that we shelve things is alphabetically. Mm-hmm. So we don't do it by book one, book two, book three, unless the book number is on the spine. And so if you want, if your books have to be read in a certain order, it would be beneficial for you to put the number of uh, what book number it is on the spine. So that way at the library, the people who the readers like, okay, this is book four. And then they don't accidentally read book four and they're super confused. And then they get mad at us and it's like, it's not our fault. (laughs) So uh, I definitely think that would help so many people. You would make librarians happy. And when librarians are happy, they recommend your book to the patrons. Oh, well, that is some real insider info. I did not yes. know that because I guess it makes sense. Again, when I visited the library, I read a book that was book three. And then I went back and I saw there was book two and book one. It had no numbers. So I didn't know. And I was yeah. pretty upset. I was pretty, pretty upset <laughs> with the fact that I read the last book first because I was like, why is this happening? Like, is there like a first part to this book? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really obsessed so yeah in order to keep everybody happy that is a good step so put yes. the numbers on your books I, i'm gonna definitely take that into consideration as well too because i write a lot of trilogies so i'm gonna yes. definitely put the number on the spine of my book thank you very much for that ruth of course <laughs> i bet a lot of persons didn't even know that <laughs> yeah and when it comes to marketing let's talk a little bit about marketing what is the most effective way of marketing you have found for yourself when it comes to getting your books out there? I would say the most effective 
way of marketing my book is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the best thing you can do is tell people you're an author because a lot of people don't know authors, and so they're super excited to to know one, mm-hmm. and so they're like they'll just tell people, oh, my friend's an author, you should buy their book, and you know it's really good to utilize like networking and word of mouth because I I actually joined a Facebook group uh for book lovers, and I did a, a I, I I do uh, as an author I do a lot of reader research because I want to know like the they're buying my book so I need to know what they like what they don't like stuff like that um one of the things that they don't like is different sized books so if your books are different size and there's like a huge chunk of people that don't like that so you really have to know your readers very very intimately to really market to them properly um and so but I really think that that everybody said I was like where do y'all find your book recommendations do you use goodreads do you you know, go online, do you you hear the news? And everybody said word of mouth. Everybody said their friends, whatever their friends are reading or whatever, you know, is more popular right now. So I think definitely uh, I don't use ads. I don't use like Facebook ads or Amazon ads or anything, but I'm also only sold a hundred books. So, you know, you have to, you know, spend money to make money. But uh, I definitely think that in terms of like free marketing, social media is really good and just telling people and your friends and just anybody you can. I One time I told my doctor about my book and she bought it. So you never, yeah. never know. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely so never know. It, all, all they're going to say is no. So you just have to literally ask everybody to buy your book and eventually it'll work. <laughs> that is interesting. I think what happens is that we probably think that maybe our doctor would not be interested in reading because we look at them and you're like, oh, they're a doctor. They're probably not interested in some thriller. Yeah, or they're busy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then, you know, you tell her and then she buys it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I like that. Word of mouth is the best way of marketing. I, I think I have tried that a few times already. And um, it, these response is always very surprising because when I tell persons that I write books the next question is what type of books do you write and then next question is where are you published um a lot a lot of times persons are like send me a link for your book I want to read your book I want to read your book so word of mouth definitely works and then too I remember some of my friends would tell their friends be like my friend is an author you know and they're like really she writes books (laughs) yeah and I was like okay because for me, I always think that writing, even though we really, really enjoy writing, I think that the majority of the world don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when you find persons that actually care about the fact that you write books, you're like, wow. Okay, so there is a part of the world that cares that I write a book. Okay. Yeah. I have experienced that where somebody was like, oh, you know, my, my daddy was like, oh, my daughter, she's an author. And they're like, Okay cool like they just don't care at all like it's not impressive and I'm just like okay you know I worked really hard to write that book but okay (laughs) that is what happens most of the time and so sometimes you feel like nobody's interested and then again so especially within where I live too reading is not really something that is considered something great like writing a book being an author they don't consider being an author anything and yeah they think it's because you know you're like a struggling artist so you don't really yes. make money. so they're like yes. oh you write books okay does that make money yeah, yeah that's a question i get a lot and the answer is no <laughs> you see so i think 
we, um, we are so wired to think that everything we do have to make money when in yes. reality you have your job and then you have your hobbies and your hobbies don't have to make money if you yes. don't want them to or if that's not your sole focus so I like that word of mouth the most effective way of marketing okay so my listeners are going to take that and run with us so the last question before we wrap up is how can persons get in contact with you what can they do where can they go to connect with you to buy your book to follow you on social media tell us all the details so you can, uh, well, I have a website. It's ruthmindy.com. It's my name, my full name. Um, you can actually email me on there because not a lot of people email me. So I respond to every single email. Um, but you can find my books on Amazon. Um, if you live in uh, Texas, San Antonio specifically, uh, I am a local author there. I don't know if anybody is going to listen to this in Texas, but on the off chance they do, um, I do. I am starting to do more local events, um, and I do meet and greets and you know book signings and stuff like that. Um, so you can also find me on social media. Um, it, I'm Ruth Mini on Twitter, inst- and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then on TikTok, you can find me at Books by Ruth Mini. Okay. Uh, okay, nice. You have all these social media. That is one. Oh, yes. Yeah, because so you have different audience on different platforms. That makes so yes. much sense. I don't know if anybody in Texas does listen, but I do know that I did check my charts um, yesterday. And mm-hmm. the majority of persons that listen are in the United States. So I have about okay. an 89% chance. Of persons from the United States, so maybe someone lives in Texas. I have no idea. Yes, and San Antonio is a tourist uh, place, so people yeah. visit all the time. <laughs> See, so wonderful. So as we spread the word with word of mouth, most likely persons would come and try to get in contact with you. I'm really, really happy that you're able to come here and share your story with us. Your story, how you became a librarian, why? For me, I'm really excited. I, I love, genuinely love your story. It was it was just really exciting to learn different things, not knowing what we need to know when it comes to putting our books in the library, because a lot of persons want to know how did they get their books in the library, how did they get their books in bookstores. Yes. So it's, it's refreshing yes. to meet a librarian, and it's also refreshing to meet someone who understands the way of like getting your books out there that it doesn't yes. just mean that, oh, you're going to make a bunch of money. So yes. that is also very refreshing. So I want to thank you so much, Ruth, for coming, yes. taking out the time to have a little chat with us so that we can get to know you better. And I cannot wait to see the next book that you bring out. I definitely want to read that one. That's a thriller. Awesome. I want to read that one. Thank you. Okay. And I want to say thank you because this is my first podcast, so I hope I did okay. Look at that. <laughs> I have found that so far I have been debuting people on this podcast. Yeah. Everyone is like, but it's going to be my That's first amazing. Like, this is nice. This is nice. So, congratulations on your first podcast. And I really hope that you, you do get other speaking engagements and be on other podcasts from this. Oh, thank you so much. So, thank you so much for coming and having a chat with us. Wasn't this episode just a charm? right in the midst of NaNoWriMo, smack 15 days 
into November, Ruth was able to share some amazing writing tips and a conversation that we had was so beautiful. We were sharing back and forth our writing journey and I think it's safe to say that we really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I really hope that you also to enjoy this upbuilding episode as you navigate through your next 15 days of NaNoWriMo. Thank you so much for listening to another episode on the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast. And until next time, happy writing. You were listening to the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast show with Jew and Nicole. All resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode. Share this episode with your favorite social media platform and tag me. By doing so, you will help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers' hands. And one more thing. Head across to your favorite podcast player and leave Books, Blogs, and Business a review so that I can know how much you really love the show. I'm Joe Nicole, and until next week, keep writing!